to Hannibal's Horny Hibachi in Season 3. We are a weekly dinner party that watches and discusses an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I am Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of the party. Hi, I'm Celeste. I'm an artist, a nerd, and I'm new to Hannibal. I am JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, local nerd, and the fanibal of the three. And this week we watched the woman, uh, the watch, and the woman cloth in the sun, which first aired August 6, thousand fifteen, in Canada. This episode and the last episode have similar titles due to a mistake made in the book Red Dragon, where the title of the William Blake painting was misnamed as the Great Red Dragon and the Woman Cloth with the Sun. Just a little trivia for you guys there. Oh. So, but uh, so we start this episode with Francis doing some creepy speech therapy exercises in his grandmother's attic. I know, right? I'm just like, well, and it's kind of sexy, too, because I like his back. Well, it's funny, too. I thought he was actually, like, <laughs> legit just practicing for regular stuff, and then you realize, oh, he's doing murder things. <laughs> well, you know. No. And something I wanted to note, uh, so we see uh, Francis going into um, ha- Hannibal's old office. Why did they not auction off any of Hannibal's stuff? Like, I've seen dirt from John Wayne Gacy's basement where he bur- buried a bunch of people being sold on eBay. Like, I guess that's probably why. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, like, people do a lot, will buy a lot of weird crap. Oh. I, I would, I personally think, like, it's, uh, it's just being held in trust with the uh, Baltimore police as, you know, evidence, I'm sure. But it's also probably for everyone's safety, because can you imagine if Hannibal would, like, really fucking love something in that office, maybe his desk or something, and they sold it? And if he ever got out, he'd probably go kill that person for that desk. <laughs> not the desk. Oh. And like, oh and then, like, <laughs> like, like I said, something about the kitchen table will come up later. So. <laughs> so. I, <laughs> so like, I think it's just wise that they just leave it alone. Let it let Yeah, because technically he could be rehabilitated. Like, he never will be, probably. No. There's oh, yeah. a huge thing. But, like, yeah, I guess that's true. But, um. Again, as we mentioned last episode, it fucking kills me how he says hello and Francis hello. calls. I finally heard it. <laughs> yeah, you... I heard it too. <laughs> hello. hello. I'm like, fuck you, Sean. Yes. <laughs> Pretty cute. That was me at home. Thank you. Now that's all I hear. It's so funny. Like, the first time I heard it, I was laughing my ass off because I'm like, why is he so happy? He's in, he's in like, hospital prison. Like, so. But I love their conversations and I love seeing them together. But in context, I think the reason he was just kind of happy is just because if he gets that same spiel from the 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 uh, orderly mm-hmm. each time, it's like if you move after before you hear the click, I will mace you in the face. <laughs> I love how joyful he looks. Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then off she goes, and it's just like I thought if he gets that all the time, it just must bring a smile to his face. Like, oh yeah, so it's like when someone says hi to you at your favorite store or something, and it's just or like kind of similar to that. <laughs> It's like, aw, you threaten me. <laughs> oh, no, I threaten me like you, Bernie. So adorable. <laughs> but I want Francis and Hannibal to kill Will, eat him, and run off together. They are my true murder husbands. Like, I, I know everyone's, like, saying no um, right now as we speak, but they were eye-fucking the whole time when they were doing that uh, that session. Like, But it's they, not real. It's real. <laughs> it's real in my heart. <laughs> That's what the freaking... Uh, that's what, I guess, yeah, they're sharing this weird, you know, mind palace moment, but it's not real. <laughs> it's an interesting way they found it, though, because it would have been uh, boring if they just, you know, they're just on the phone, phone talking. Yeah. So it's really cool that they added that in. And, he, and um, what's the space? 
Francis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He probably would love a session with Hannibal. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. it's really cute to me because I, um, I think, no, I think Fran- uh, the Francis's actor is younger than Mass. Uh, let me look that up. But, it, yeah, like, I it, I like the way Francis. Everyone's younger than Mass. <laughs> I like the way Francis is, um, uh, body style and the way he holds himself that whole episode, it makes him look younger than Hannibal. Like, it's like a, mm-hmm. like a, like someone you admire, like, uh, it's like a boy meeting his, t- his teacher for the first time. I know, it's like it was a fanboy meeting an mm-hmm. idol. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Idol killer. <laughs> so Richard Armitage is 46 and Mass is like 50, I think. Isn't he 52? I'm saying. 46. 52. Yeah. yeah, see, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a birthday. Speaking of, I, I posted on Did Tumblr he? a few no, days ago about, uh, like, random trivia on Mass Mickelson. I was laughing my ass off at this one point where um, Mass is married to this woman named Hannah, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce her name? Hannah? Hannah, and um, what Mass likes to do is remind Hannah that he was once voted the most sexiest guy in Denmark, and she and she says that even he has, like, the clipping that it's on that he pulls out at random to show. I'm like, man, I like I apologize for any comments I made about in the past about their marriage. I think they're gonna make it. Like they're my favorite love couple now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing too, the mass is in that nice little um, area of where he's like he's a well-known face, but not like super, super, super celebrity. Because then I think that would put a strain on their marriage. Mm, Yeah, but. They're also from Europe. They're also from Denmark, which is, you know, the, the way I think celebrities are treated over there is different, too. You know, it's kind of like when you go to Nashville. There's an understanding that you don't talk to the country stars. You just leave them alone. Yeah, exactly. You know, you huh. can admire them from a distance. You know, if they acknowledge you and you want, you know, want, you want to chat for a few minutes... They're usually polite enough to do it, but there's an understanding apparently in Nashville. You don't talk to the country stars, so I imagine there's something similar in Denmark. Well, and I imagine too that it, when they when they want to get away from like Hollywood stuff, they just go home. Like yeah. that's basically what people do here, and like when when they live in Toronto and stuff, they just like go into hiding basically. Like mm. cause it's easy enough to do. Like unless you're like I don't know, can't think of a big enough celebrity who could not go anywhere. Mm. I don't know, Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, it makes sense because it's like. Yeah, it just it's so cute to me. I love their relationship. Hmm. But oh man, and but yeah, I again, this is the memory palace thing. Is it is it Francis's memory palace we're in, and that's why Hannibal's looking at him with such like awe and stuff? But I'm like, they're my favorite pairing now, and I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I know. To me, I feel like we're in uh, we're actually in Francis. Is, uh, mind palace, mind, mind palace of sorts, just because he's already in the office and he's actually mm. physically watching it. Whereas everyone else kind of just is in the mind palace, whereas he's his physicality is still there watching it happen. Yeah, and that made me wonder: is is Hannibal interviewing the dragon, or is he interviewing Francis in that case? Because there's two of them, right? So uh, maybe both of them. Probably maybe both. he's bringing yeah. out the dragon the more they talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, okay, what the hell? And also, there's a in the next scene, um, we see Bedelia talking about her experiences as a, as a survivor of Hannibal, and here comes Will to ruin her talk. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off, Will, you ruin everything. But I like how, with Bedelia's lecture, she touches Will's shoulder, not unlike how Hannibal touched her shoulder during his lecture. Oh, yeah, that, I didn't notice that. Sorry. <laughs> what kind of touch did he do? Like, he just, just touched her, on the, her on the shoulder. Like, held her, held the shoulder for a second. Like, hey, I know you're here. Yeah. Hmm. Just don't fuck around. Sort of thing. <laughs> it's one of those parallel things that they like mm-hmm. to do in the show. So. But yeah, it's like, just let her make her money and stop trying to get into Hannibal's... What? 
but it just bothers me because I'm like, leave her alone. Like, I don't know. Like, I think if he, I think, I think, yeah, what we were talking about with him being still obsessed with Hannibal, I think if he stopped it, like, if he stopped visiting the people who are connected with Hannibal, it wouldn't be so bad, but it's bothering me. Well, it's just like, um, like an ex, like wanting to know what the, um, their ex boyfriend is up to, they go to their friends. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that. <laughs> but it's really uh, one ex going to another ex of the same person. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, like, what was he like notes. what yeah. was he like when he was with you? <laughs> you know? I'm trying to build a picture here. And plus I think just on maybe some level, I don't know, Will's kinda just keeping tabs on the dealer because they know if Hannibal ever got out He'd come after he'd her. He'd come after her, so he's just keeping tabs. Yeah, isn't there like two people that's on his like to eat this? <laughs> Like, once I get out, he pulls up the list, and it's like... <laughs> Anybody notice that Will wore glasses? Yes. It's the only time he wears the glasses. <laughs> in this, this episode, yeah. In, yeah, in the whole episode, oh, okay. when he goes to that lecture, is the only time he has Oh, no, he's also wearing them when um, he meets uh, Francis at the end, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But this is, I think he doesn't wear them that often, though. I think when he wants to look... When he's working, yeah. he's wearing them. Yeah. When he's working. Well, <laughs> well not really. I mean, because when he was doing... Uh, when he's uh, talking to Hannibal, he didn't have them on. Yeah, yeah. it's that, a mask, it's and that's still working. <laughs> so yeah, I think when he's like in certain public areas, he puts it on. Well, it's like a it's like a distancer thingy, mm -hmm. I guess. You don't see the real him, distancer <laughs> thingy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop using big words, Tanya. <laughs> but I love I the women on the show. Again, I have to say that because I love how she doesn't take any shit and calls them out on like all this crap. I love it, and I love how everyone is fighting over who knows Hannibal the best. Currently, Francis is winning. <laughs> Didn't we have this discussion in a previous episode before? Yeah, like, because, like, it keeps coming up, though, each episode where people, because like, Will wants to know from Bedelia if they, she knows more oh, right. than, uh, yeah. uh, Will versus Chio, who knows him better? Knows then him better. Will versus And now he's talking Chio. with Bedelia, who knows him better? <laughs> but Francis is winning. I think. Well, like, why, so why do you think Francis is winning? Because, like, they got to talk to each other and, like, they're, like, oh, like, like more like this, like, yeah. current. Yeah, the current incarnation of, uh, of Hannibal. Like, I think that they, well, mostly this is just the fanfic talking in my head and how I want them <laughs> to be together. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, the true um, person to take up Hannibal's mantle at his side is Francis. Let's have them to go for I'm going to write a fanfic right now. <laughs> oh, but you, bet you there's a phone sex one. <laughs> I got to find I should look that oh, up no, right no. now. Okay, hold on. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, moving on. I really like Francis's date with Reba at the zoo. I thought it was really sweet. I thought it was pretty sweet, too. But I gotta ruin that sweetness by saying, friend of the show, Kira, my friend, who's been on the show before, she and I love making fun of that scene, because in the book and the movie, because uh, in the book and the movie, Reba cops a feel of the tiger's junk in a great in great detail in the book, and it gives Francis a boner. Oh. So, really? <laughs> I'm really glad they got rid of What? <laughs> she, really? Yeah, she cups it, uh, she fondles its dick and stuff. Oh. Oh my god! I can look it up, but I won't. <laughs> so, like, uh, it's in the book, and it's in the it's in the movie too. Well, you can tell the book was written by a man. How? <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about that. I know, right? It's like, <laughs> like it was already intent, like very intimate. It's in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why I like this on the show because it's like I it has that feminine gaze to it. Like it yeah. has a feminine touch. Yeah, to like it. it really is enough to just be there with this. Like I thought it was more intense that she touched his uh, the tiger's mouth. Yeah, teeth. that feels more like playing dangerous. Danger. Yeah, 
instead of, instead of sexualizing it like metaphorically <laughs> like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like I already got the metaphor that, uh, you know, that's, this is half the reason that uh, uh, Francis is showing her this tiger. It's like, to see how she reacts. How does she react to a beast, you know, mm. and a sleeping one? You know, like what what's her reaction? Is she scared? Is she timid? Or does she go all in? And she kind of goes all in and yeah, treats it did. gently, touches its fangs and everything. Like, and he it, did look pretty touched about it too. And he was yeah. like, he was gasping. Like it was kind of getting well, weird. <laughs> yeah, like I think this, they still kind of kept that little bit of arousal, mm. but it was different. It was mm. more of a like. It was more of like a like. He was overwhelmed with the emotions of the idea yeah. that he could be with like her. emotionally aroused. Like, yeah, like wow, she. Re- I think this the is a great arouser. girl. You know, like <laughs> it's different. She might be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Best first date it's ever. Like, and then, sure enough, then you get the physical arousal at, on their date. You know, at the at the at, at home at his home. Like that was enough. You know. Mm. We know that men can be aroused in like 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like, really need it when, when there was a tiger in the room, <laughs> which I appreciate. <laughs> it's like, we don't need that, you know, the metaphor to be that, you know. That outright, yeah. <laughs> right exactly. on the nose. But we always make fun of it just because it is so, like, out of left field. Mm. <laughs> so, like, every, like, every single time. And when we were watching the show, we were wondering if they were going to include it in this version of the show, which I'm glad mm. they got rid of. I think this yeah. this show is the better version of every single every single adaptation, I find. Except I really do like Silence of the Land. But, yeah, Silence of the Land is its own thing. Mm. But I also like how Francis's voice becomes more assertive as he spends more time in the presence of Reba. Yeah, I noticed that, like, I kind of understand why she's so charmed by him. Because mm. if you close your eyes while he's talking, he does have, like, a nice, many voice. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't I have know. to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, put my screen to dim and then just, just listen. Like, close your eyes. on myself. <laughs> Settle down, son. Settle down. <laughs> well, Richard Armitage does have a really nice voice because he's, um, uh, there's a podcast, out, uh, uh, a scripted drama podcast, where he plays uh, Logan Wolverine. Uh, and, oh. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm trying to download it illegally. Don't, don't sue me. <laughs> but uh, it's about how um, Wolverine has left society and mm. he's living in the woods like as a wild man and all of a sudden there's these murders that are happening with like they look like they could be the work of him so he has to come out of hiding to prove it's not him mm. and so like he has the very similar francis voice and it's really cool i really want to listen to it it's like looks so awesome but yeah like he has a really nice voice like he mm-hmm. like, he is so cute and i like he's cute in real life like uh, i don't know if you guys saw it but uh he appears as I can't remember his name in the show. Harry um, on the Vicar of Dibley. He plays the love interest for uh, what's her name on there? Gen- Genevieve can't- Geraldine. And Geraldine is like this rotund, adorably funny, basically, and mm. she's like really funny. And Richard Armitage plays this really cute guy who's shy, and he's an accountant, and he really, really likes her, but he can't say so because he's shy about it. But it's so adorable. Like, watch it; it's a completely different. <laughs> it's completely different from his role here, but it's so cute. Oh, I wanted to throw a fun fact. Sorry. Okay. Uh, when Reba said that, um, "Are we at the zoo?" You know, it's like, uh, what did she say? It's winter. You know, it'll be boring. Or no, she didn't say it'd be boring, but it'd be quiet or something. Anyway, I was like, fun fact: I have actually been to the zoo in winter time. <laughs> I was a kid though. But I thought it was so cool because it was very quiet. There was only, like, limited animals out mm-hmm. and about. But we practically had the place to ourselves. And that's always been one of my favorite memories because it was me, my sister, and my auntie just wandering around the zoo. 
and we had like the the little restaurant to ourselves Aww. and then we, they had a jukebox so we played whatever songs we wanted so we were eating but then also occasionally getting up to dance and then go back to eating. <laughs> it was great it was like we had the zoo to ourselves because this is the zoo in, in town right yeah in winnipeg yeah so we have in the zoo in town we have a lot of uh winter friendly animals so oh, all the yeah. cool ones would probably still be out when when jj went to the zoo so like yeah. our polar bears like the snowy owls like all the cool animals that are very nocturnal and very tired in the summer yeah <laughs> so, so we did see some but yeah. yeah it would probably be cool to see polar bears in the winter so i still encourage you to go to the zoo in winter time oh yeah there's still yeah. animals to see oh, i must really nice. try that how did you know that they're at the zoo? Probably <laughs> smells. Smell. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Well, you could tell you're at the zoo right away. <laughs> well, we could have went to a farm, you never know. Yeah, it's like, why are we at a farm? It's like, <laughs> no, this is like Mason Berger again. <laughs> but also, like, was laughing because is the worker still in the room? This whole thing. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So it must be so awkward for him. <laughs> Like, I guess he's just there to make sure that she doesn't, like, it doesn't wake up and bite off her hand or something. I don't know. Mm. Like, because in the, in the book, in the, in the movie, it's made clear that the worker's still there. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, but yeah, I think he is. <laughs> but it's really intimate. I really like that scene. Like, it's, it's not sexual, but it's very, like, they, they form a connection, and I really like that. Yeah, it's an emotional one, as you said. Mm-hmm. You can feel it. And I also, when they return to his house, um, I love when she tells him, like, you've, you're very sensitive about your face, but you shouldn't be. It's like she summarized what everyone else said and made up her own mind. Like, because she took it, uh, everybody's opinions about him and made up her own mind of what he looks like in her head. And mm-hmm. I was like, aw, that's sweet. I hate that, like, their relationship is going to end. So, not not spoilery. Like, you know things, <laughs> bad things are going to happen because this is Hannibal, but... <laughs> Yeah. But you know what I loved? Oh my god, I loved how bold she was. I couldn't, like, I, I got mixed messages in the show, though. I wasn't sure what was happening in the show. I know for a fact in the movie that <laughs> she, you know, she gives him a blowjob, but I'm wondering, is it a full on blowjob here, or is it just kind of like a, no. I think it's Did he get too sensitive? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a petting thing. If, petting? I, if it went there. I don't want to sully it with sex this whole thing. Yeah, so but like... then I loved how he just picks her up and then goes to the bedroom. I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Like, Hwah! <laughs> Because you feel the strength, I'd probably be like, oh, shit. <laughs> and she's blind, too, so it's, like, more so. so yeah, like, so she's probably more sensitive to all those sensations. Like, damn, it must have been good. <laughs> Speaking of that, I really love the she gold is. makeup they use for how he sees her. Like, the gold on her skin just looks so cool. Oh, like, she looks so beautiful. I'm like, I want skin that color. <laughs> she practically radiated, right? Yeah, she's so beautiful, damn it. Like, she kind of uh, looks like a goddess. Ah, God, this mm. shit. <laughs> I'm getting somewhere. I'm picking up things. Yeah, but every time I wear gold makeup, I look like I'm dying. Like it's just terrible. It's like, uh, like uh, like I really want dying. To, like I look terrible with it. Like I look like I have jaundice or something. Like jaundice, like a uh, liver disease. Anyway. Well, you're probably putting it on wrong, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like uh, when I um, I watched Jupiter Ascending, and I wanted to wear red uh, red eyeshadow because I loved it in the movie. And of course, I'm the wrong color for it, so I just look like I had blush in my eye. Or something. Oh, <laughs> it's like, damn it! No, I'm just pretty sure you just you're putting it on wrong. There's, I'm putting there's it a on way wrong. to do it that it would looks good on any skin color, ah, mm-hmm. any eye shape. Shout know, out so. to Fenty Beauty. Could you send us like some trophy <laughs> one if I want to try it? Send her a tutorial, please. <laughs> Um, so my heart broke when Francis realizes that the red dragon wants Reba. I'm like, oh, 
know if life is going to be terrible. Though they don't explicitly say it, do they? It's just the way but he it's moves implied. about. Yeah. It's implied. Yeah, because like he he reacts. And you can tell that, like, because something is reacting with him, him. Well, I guess because this is just because I know the book so well in the movies. But it's like, yeah, it's like, I really like that idea that he, like, either the dragon thinks that Reba's going to get in the way of their plan or Francis figures out, like, oh, crap, like, she's dangerous. (laughs) He's giving her, he's giving the Francis side power. She's giving the Francis side power. Did anybody kind of go, oh, he put his underwear on when he <laughs> Although that, that, like, uh, if I have a favorite underwear on any kind on men, that's it's those ones, the yeah, boxer exactly. briefs. So it's like <laughs> when yes, I had sir. an ex-boyfriend who who wore those. Yeah, I like those ones. Too. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I like that his nickname is D. Yeah, exactly. I know, right? <laughs> Francis gave the D. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, but I guess it's a good time to start this week's Under the Table True Crime segment, which is about two young girls who are obsessed with a fictional entity. This week's segment looks at the Slender Man stabbing. Oh, I watched the doc on I know. I was watching the doc at Hot Docs when Mm -hmm. I was there. Not this Hot Docs, but two years ago. Right. Anyway. So Slender Man is a fictional entity created for a 2009 Photoshop contest on somethingawful.com, an online forum, the goal of which was to create paranormal images. The Slender Man mythos was later expanded by another number of other people who created fan fiction and additional artistic depictions of the entity. Slenderman is depicted as a tall, faceless man in a black suit with tentacles growing out of his back. According to the Slenderman mythos, the entity can cause amnesia, bouts of coughing, and paranoid behavior in individuals. He is often depicted hiding in forests or stalking children. On May 31, 2014, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, please Americans correct me if I'm saying it wrong. Waukesha? What? Waukesha? Waukesha? It says a Wakesha. Can I see? Wakesha. Can I see it? Yep. Wakesha. <laughs> it's second paragraph. Then. Second paragraph. Wakesha, I think it is. Yeah, I would. Uh, my brain says Wakesha, but that's because I'm Canadian. Oh yeah. That, that actually probably is Wakesha. Yeah, right. Wakesha, we'll say. Yeah. In Wisconsin. <laughs> so, on May 31st, 2014, in Wisconsin, 12-year-olds <laughs> Anessa Wheeler and Morgan Geyser lured their friend Peyton Lapner into the woods and stabbed her 19 times in an attempt to impress the fictional character Slenderman. Where Geyser and Lapner were all 12 at the time of the stabbing and were classmates enrolled in the same school. Their principal later said that none had any disciplinary issues. They had been at a sleepover together the night before the stabbing. The attackers had discovered Slenderman on creepy on the Creepypasta Wiki, a website that hosts creepypastas, uh, which are like scary stories that uh, are submitted by online users. I really like them. They're quite good. Mm-hmm. But they've gotten bad in recent years because people think like, oh, who was phone? Like stuff like that. So. <laughs> I do love that one. <laughs> It makes me laugh. <laughs> but it was fun. Anyway, but uh, they later said they discovered they believed that Slenderman was real and wanted to prove their loyalty to him so they could become his proxies, prove his existence, and prevent him from harming their families. They believed that the only way to do this would be to kill someone, after which they would become his servants and live in his mansion in Nicolette National Forest. Wheeler and Geyser initially planned to attack Lochner on May 31st, 2014, during sleepover. They planned to tape the victim's mouth shut, stab her in the neck, and flee. 
They did not carry out that attack. Geyser is believed to have wanted to give Lautner one more day to live. A second plan called for attacking Lautner in a bathroom at a local park. The actual attack took place in a nearby forest during a game of hide-and-seek. Lautner was pinned down and stabbed 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso with a 5-inch long knife. Two wounds were to major arteries and one missed her heart by less than a millimeter, and the other went through her diaphragm, cutting into her liver and stomach. Wheeler and Geyser then told Lautner they would get help for her, but instead left. Lautner dragged herself to a nearby road where she was found by a cyclist. Wheeler and Geyser were apprehended near Interstate 94. The knife used in the stabbing was in a bag they carried. Weyer and Geyser were described as feeling guilty for stabbing their friend, but felt that the attack was needed to appease Slenderman. I was about to say Spider-Man. But Lautner left the hospital six days after the attack. She returned to school in the fall of 2014. In 2017, Whaler pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide. A jury then found her not guilty by mental disease or defect. Geyser accepted a plea offer under which she would not go to trial and would be evaluated by psychiatrists to determine how long she would be placed in a mental hospital. She later pleaded guilty and was found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. Miller was sentenced to up to 25 years in a state mental institution. Geyser was sentenced to a maximum of 40 years in a state institution, though she may be eligible for conditional release prior to completing the maximum of 40 years. Uh, Geyser's lawyers said she suffers from schizophrenia and psychotic spectrum disorder, which makes her prone to delusions. She had previously told psychiatrists she could communicate telepathically with other fictional characters, including Harry Potter and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know that's not appropriate to laugh, but Jesus Christ. I know, but it's like they're 12. Like, they're 12. I know, but it's like... (laughs) No, no, I get that. Okay, okay. it's okay to laugh now because the girl survived. Yeah, but yeah, it's just, uh, I get that. A lot of people really, like, get intense into characters they like. I mean, example of that. I really like the show. I like Hannibal. I like reading the fanfiction, blah, 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 blah. But I know fucking well I can't talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just okay. I know that's awful, but I'm just <laughs> like schizophrenia is a horrible thing, you know. Like mm-hmm. it, for some people, and it's just it, 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 I get it. But that's just <laughs> weird as you read it. Well, the moment you said Harry Potter, then that just yeah, I know, kinda, right? It's just like Harry Potter friends ruin everything. I'm just saying it now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but it's it reminds me a lot of the the murders that the movie beautiful creatures was based on what's the name of that film that uh peter jackson did with kate winslet beautiful creatures i think it's called that i can't Mm. remember yeah but it's about these two girls whose parents are going to separate them so they decide okay my mom's the reason why we're going to be separated so if we kill her then we can be together so they kill her mother and they're still separated and one of the girls grew up to be the mystery writer Anne rule I better make sure of this before I don't get sued for slander, but I think it was her. <laughs> Let me see. Anne Rule. <laughs> Isn't she an author? <clears throat> yeah, she's an author. Hold on. Let me find say, it. Oh, no, that? not Anne Rule. Sorry. That, that's the <laughs> woman who wrote, um, that wrote uh, uh, Stranger Beside Me because she knew Ted Bundy. Oh. oh. Yeah, Anne Perry. So please okay. don't sue me, Anne Rule. <laughs> so Anne Perry was formerly known as Juliet Hume, and her friend's mother was the reason why they couldn't be together, so they tried. They murdered her. So Look it up. It's really interesting. Uh, well, not interesting, but... Okay, and the movie's called Heavenly Creatures. Uh, My bad. 
That vaguely sounds familiar. But it was a really good movie, and the murder was pretty darn because they thought um, they bludgeoned her to death with a sock, with a with a rope, with a rock and a sock, basically. <laughs> a brick and a sock. I, think was how it was. I was like, bludgeoned <laughs> someone with a sock. That is a skill, right? So they put a brick into a sock, and they thought that that the second they'd hit her, she would like die. But she, uh, her daughter hit her. And all she did was start screaming. And so it took them like 40 or so hits to get her to die. Oh, wow. It wasn't like like the easy death that they thought it was going to be. I know. I think, I remember, I think they made that, uh, that's a joke in a movie or a TV show somewhere where it's like, it actually takes a really fucking long time to die in real life. You know, when people get shot or something, people just suddenly like, oh, yeah. And then they collapse and it's like, I'm dead. And it's like, (laughs) actually, no, sometimes it takes an agonizing, you know, one to 15 minutes sometimes to die depending how you got stabbed or shot or whatever or hit. Mm. I do get bothered by that but like in, on both like spectrums like sometimes they get shot and they die right away or sometimes they get shot like 40 times and you're still going. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it all depends. It really does. Sometimes like yeah, you can still get like fatally shot and still survive for like 15 minutes. Mm. It sometimes takes a while to bleed out because also your instinct is to cover your wound, right? So you hold in your blood and that's helping you stay alive. So it's just... Man, the human yeah. brain is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and like that uh, adrenaline <coughs> is also a, a defense mechanism with your body to help kind of get you to get help. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that ability, when people get shot like or stabbed or whatever 40 times and still going, that's their adrenaline going like, you can do this. We can make it. Like the best gonna live. scenes of that is like with like the old like cool character who got shot but didn't say anything until like they saved everybody and then, and then they, they reveal it. Yeah. yeah. They reveal it. <laughs> that's uh, my favorite trope <laughs> in anything. I know, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, they're going to yeah. That's why I really liked it. And um, the spoiler alert for War of, on the, of the Planet of the Apes, uh, Caesar gets injured during the final battle. But he stays alive long enough to make sure his whole family and the rest of his ape friends are safe. And then, he's, and then he tells, um, what's the name of his friend in that movie? I can't remember. Caesar and the the cool one. I can't remember. But the, the orang. The orang. Is, is, the orangutan? Yeah. Oh, um. Oh, I know his name. Yes, I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're really Isn't it like a Greek name? Uh, no, War of the Planet of no, the Apes. Caesar and crap, I forget. War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking up because it's gonna bother me. Uh, <laughs> uh, my husband sort of teased me when I watched the end of that. I was like, oh, teary eyed. He's like, are you crying? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> it was great. Like, are you um, feeling okay. for the monkeys? And I'm like, shut up. Okay, the <laughs> the job. Okay, Koba, Nova, Hold on, I gotta find it. Um, Maurice. Maurice. Yeah, so like he's telling Maurice that to take care of his family, and Maurice tells him that Caesar's son will know who his father is. Uh, that was such a beautiful moment. It's one of my favorite tropes in fiction. Anyway, go watch Warriors for the Planet of the Apes. You wouldn't think a movie called Planet of the Apes would be amazing and a really good social commentary on oppression in America, but it is. Mm. <laughs> so it's really good. They have a whole scene where they like burn an American flag and Caesar stands in front of it, and I'm like, wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're moving on. Yeah. But since we were, uh, this still relates to the the episode when we were talking about uh, you know people getting shot and stabbed, whatever, mm. and they're still going. Um, when uh, Francis like knocks that lady out, <laughs> like, oh, the curator oh, at the thing, yeah. I was like, okay. Now in reality, he probably has a window of one to two minutes before, because properly when you get knocked out, that is the max you should really be out. If you're yeah, out longer, you brain damage. Yeah, 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 brain damage. So it's just like 
That's what, that's what that always kind of made me giggle too. Like, yeah, eat that, eat that drink really fast because you only got two minutes. <laughs> I never, I didn't know that. Yeah, so in movies they get it wrong when your when your character yeah. gets knocked out and it's like three, four, five hours later. Yeah, it's like, they, like you should really into be, a room. You should be in a hospital right now. <laughs> Don't go investigating where you are. Get to a hospital. <laughs> you know? Just like, yeah. So just now watch every movie you watch now and they're out for a couple of hours. Be like. You should have brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Good sir. But uh, I want to say, um, as I said last episode, I did not realize Hannibal had a bed in his cell. Also, the fact that no one is watching Hannibal as he makes his call is weak. I hate that. Well, it's a privacy thing. I know. I understand that, like, no... I, well, I thought like, they should, like, you know, screen his calls because he's a criminal. <laughs> yeah, well, it, well, it was a lawyer, right? But yeah, no, because it's oh, confidential. Up, yeah, he hung up on him. They could probably see him on a camera, but it's like it, that's also part of a privacy thing. They could probably review it later, but it's like yeah. it's a it's a weird loophole that he's exploiting. So, mm. but I was really charmed by Hannibal talking to the receptionist. It's a lot more charming than what Anthony Hopkins did in the Red Dragon movie. I know. It's like I'll dance at your wedding if you read it to me, and it's like <laughs> you fucker. Because <laughs> Hannibal turns up the charm considerably here, and I felt. I and shout out to the gratuitous shot of Matt Nicholson's tongue as he's licking that envelope. I think he's licking an envelope. I, yeah, yeah, I know. I wrote that down. I was like, of course it'd be a fucking, like, you know, close-up of him just like... I was like, yeah. <laughs> just for you fans, here's here's a close-up of Matt's tongue. It's like that scene from uh, last season where uh, he, got, he was in a bathing suit for no reason. Yeah, he's swimming. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, works for this. me. Uh, question. Why would the FBI forward mail from serial killers? Even if it's just a card, I wouldn't want mail from Hannibal. Because he mails that card to Bedelia, I think? Yeah. Or was she just mentioning it? He sends her a card on her birthday and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what Christian holidays? Yeah, Christian holidays, yeah. <laughs> Get um, an Easter card from him. It's like happy Sunday. <laughs> you know what? The, I think because Bedelia is Bedelia, it's always probably a, a morbid curiosity... But, like, really, she just has to tell the FBI once, don't send me the mail. Like, take it and then get rid of it. Good burning. Yeah. But she keeps taking it, so. That would be scary, though. It reminds me of our last conversation about the East Area Rapist where that person would just call his past victims and, like, mm-hmm. harass them. I'm like, oh, like, it's, it's creepy because it's like you can't escape them. Oh. I know. I always have this weird, like, kind of pit in my stomach feeling like one of these days – if, I, if any of my films do really good and then my face is out there a little bit more, I'm going to get an X or two. Just message me out of oh. the blue. Just be like, how are you? And then I'd be like. <laughs> that happened to me. Um, an it's like, fine, but I'm not answering you. And like, like tried to contact me on uh, LinkedIn. And I was like, back away. Not today, asshole, babe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if I haven't contacted you in like, what, nine years? Yeah, what makes you think I'm going to do it now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now that I'm so successful and stuff. Not that I'm that successful. I'm still like mm-hmm. eating like uh, craft dinner and old ramen, but <laughs> I'm successful in heart. <laughs> but, but so then we find out what happened to Bedelia's patient yeah. for real. She actually did kill him. So, yeah, I'm surprised by that. She. I like how they superimpose him with Will though in that scene. I really like that. Yeah, like, the two ongoing conversations. He's yeah. like. Oh, is she gonna kill him? Yeah, it's cut together very well. I thought Bedelia was gonna kill Will. Yeah, it's always that I give that lovely seamless uh, 
always props to editors when they can make but also you always have to like thank the, the cinematographer cinematographer for matching up those shots it's know? really hard we did that on eagle girl remember because we had to do the the flowers changing so we had to match up like where the flowers were each time and move them exactly like i was watching the editing footage for that and i'm like yeah jj watched around for it i was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like god bless you well that's why you got me as the first ad <laughs> But uh, I think she wants Will to choke on his tongue. I think she was gonna kill him. I think she wanted to. I didn't get that impression. At I all. thought so because I'm like, oh, but I think I want Will to die. Well, I think all. if anything, as you know, psychopaths all hanging out together. I think she was just, and as former exes of Hannibal, <laughs> uh, in this context, I think she's just trying to give him advice in how to survive because he almost keeps dying. Where, yeah, exactly. Where she's not completely almost died, but she's always just kind of teetered on the edge but has never been like actually well, assaulted never, yeah mm. never been as close as he has yeah, yeah so i think her advice was you have compassion you have empathy and, <laughs> sorry i burped um, and that has put you in danger you know whereas me my first instinct was to crush weakness or shove my hand down its esophagus to kill that weakness. Which was really grossy. And this uh, is how I lived and survived. You know, like, that one was unnecessary. But she's just, I think she's just giving that fellow advice. It's like, if you want to survive, you really need to think differently, sir. And, and oh, sorry, I had one more note. Which, <laughs> like, fucking big words in this show. It's like, you lie a lot, Bedelia. Why do you do that a lot? <laughs> and she says, I, um... Obfuscate. I can't even fucking say it. And I was like, "What the fuck's that?" So I looked it up. Because <laughs> I was like, "How do you?" Such a... Who says that word in real no, life? Yeah. Nobody does. Anyway, it smart means... people. I know, right? It's like, is <laughs> that uh, to render obscure, unclear, or unintelligible? To blur, complicate, muddle, or befog? I was like, I would rather hear her say befog than <laughs> obfuscate. I can't say it. Ob, obfuscate, obfuscate. Can you say it? Obfuscate? Or Asco... I don't know. I'm just going to Obfuscate. Obfuscate? You know, I'm going to get Google on this. Obfuscate. Obfuscate. This reminds me of when they send behooves on on Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Hold on, I'm going to see if I can get this Google to say it. Obfuscate. Obfuscate. Okay. We did not get that. Obfuscate. 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 It's like you almost say the B, but don't say the B. Obfuscate. Obfuscate. Okay, well, fuck you. I sound like a little. I sound like Nemo in the Finding Nemo. Yeah, and then I know that's me all the time. Every time I try to hurt yourself. I try so hard to say like my big words, and and I'll be like I'll be like Porky Pig each time. To be to muddle. And both both my uh, husband and sister will correct will say the word for me, and I'll be like, "Yeah, that's the one." <laughs> well, you guys do it for me. <laughs> I try hard to speak good, but I can't. Oh, that's my life right there. <laughs> I try but so hard. The big this sad. This whole scene uh, with Will and Bedelia makes me sad for Molly. Will should have cut Hannibal out completely, but he is like a drug. Will wants to understand him, and it makes him defenseless. And I'm like. Fuck you for ruining Molly's life. <laughs> I know I like that line she says to him, like, does your wife know how intimately you and Hannibal are? It's like, <laughs> and, and it's like, I like how he says it, like, again, almost like as if Hannibal is legit, like, an ex-boyfriend. He says, she knows enough. 
know? The way he says that line. Like, like, it's like, why would you say it that way? If it's not like that, y'all. You know? Why would you say it like that? She knows enough. And he whispers it, too. And again, because I watch with headphones on. So it's just like, she knows enough. And it's like, why are you whispering? Why are we both whispering well, in the session? It's just two of us. Season was very homoerotic. Yeah, just like, well, I'm, uh, even I noticed. See, yeah, right. Wait, what episode are we on next? Hold on, let me see. Uh, I think it's um, they're like I think the second to last episode has the most homoerotic murder in the history of time. No spoilers, but uh, <laughs> so you'll see when we get there. Second to last episode is the the mark of the beast of six 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 with. Yeah. I'm trying to give uh, JJ like the secret look. It's very homoerotic. Anyway, there's a lot of nudity. Right. Isn't that the last episode? No, that's second to last. The one I'm thinking about. Anyway, moving on. Uh, oh right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. 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 Okay. Right. So, right. Right. But this show does not give you a good impression of psychiatry, as I've said before. So we got Bedelia, who killed a man. Chilton, who sucks. And Hannibal, who eats people. And it also looked like Bedelia got off on plunging her hand further into the patient's throat. Did I, anyone else get that? Or I thought it was me? very unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like... Like, if she, if her intention was to get the, like, the tongue, like, out of the way, you don't need to go that far to grab it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you saw the pause, though, where she was like, okay, here I got him. I have life in my hands. And then it's like, I'm going for it. And then, whew. Yeah, it's like a visceral attack. And yeah, and it was just like, oh, what a fucked up way to die. But at least it's pretty instantaneous. Yeah. So, yeah. so did he actually choke on his tongue? Uh, he was. He was having know. a seizure and he was choking on his tongue. Oh, mm-hmm. But it's implied that it was the work of somebody else. Yes. Yeah. Freaking. Like, uh, Hannibal caused the, 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 the seizure. The medical emergency. The, yeah, the yeah. seizures. Mm-hmm. So it was going to pop up any time and... So that was nicely timed though. Yeah, <laughs> we timed it down to the wire. Again, this is one of those things where I'm like, I I, I kind of get sick of Hannibal being so right all the time, like because it is a plot, that, it is a plot <laughs> armor basically, and sometimes it can get annoying. But because it's him, it's always fun. Like I'm I like, ah! I both hate it and love it. It's like <laughs> you're so smart, you're so diabolical, but and at the you're same in time, prison. You're an asshole. <laughs> Uh, Celeste, do you watch Gravity Falls like to the end? Mm-hmm. Um, Hannibal reminds me of Gideon at the very end of uh, of season two of of Gravity Falls when he's like leading those people uh, on a raid. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like he has all those people in prison as his like gang stuff because Gideon is like this cute evil little like uh, child preacher. <laughs> so he reminds me of Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> I have no context. <laughs> I'll show it to you later. But it's I know of Gravity Falls. It's very but good. You that's should watch it. it. It's genius. But, okay. So, Hannibal needs to stop talking about demonic sexuality. We get it. Ugh, it's freaking me out. I know, right? It's like, ooh, stop talking about it. It's giving me shivers. I hear that word and I shudder. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, my biggest regret of my trip to New York was not going to see the Red Dragon while I was there. I could have because I was staying in Brooklyn, but... Oh, that's where it is? Yeah, it's in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Museum. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you always make return trips. I know exactly. It always gives you reasons to go back to places. I don't don't see everything because me... you can't. But, but I don't think let me in to go see it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Red Dragon book. Well, <laughs> my parents are going there next next month. 
Go in my stead. Go in your your place. (laughs) Your dad has to use um, Francis's uh, alias, though. That's the thing. That's the rule. No, I'm kidding. I bet like a lot of people have done that already. (laughs) (laughs) It's like stop leaving Francis Dollaride his name. Uh, But I think I think Francis eating that painting in the context of the show is a Hannibal thing. The only way he could destroy his enemy was by eating it. Like in this, sh- I didn't. I never figured out why he did it in the book in the in the movie. Like, was it just like his last ditch effort or something? But in the context of the show, he did it because it seems like a Hannibal thing to do. Inspired like, by Hannibal. Yeah, exactly. So I really like how they turn things in the show that they take from the source material and make it so that it's it's something to do with the show. Like, mm-hmm. I really love that. So it cool. pained me to watch that scene because <laughs> I'm a very artsy person. And mm-hmm. the fact that he destroyed an or- original art, <laughs> it hurts. You're like Damien and he Mean ate Girls. It. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> This guy's not good. It's a bad dude. <laughs> He's eating the painting. It's so rare. Um, also, the way he rubs his face on the drawing is how he rubbed his face on Reba. Anyone notice that? Creepy. Very sexual. Yeah, it was really cool. I liked it. Um, and also, uh, last thing, I was a little turned on by how the ease of which Francis is able to throw Will around. I know, right? <laughs> he picked him up like it was no like heavier like, than a bag yeah. of flour. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But then again, like you know, we saw a glimpse of that strength earlier <laughs> when he picked up Reba. Like, well, now he's job. <laughs> but I, our small boy will uh, bless him. Baby. But yeah, I know Will is kind of small in comparison, so it's just like <laughs> he's been working out though. <laughs> well, he's been chopping wood and stuff at home, and like corralling those dogs and such so but he's still a tiny man <laughs> he is pretty he's short fit in mass mickelson's shirt so. <laughs> <laughs> his pocket yeah, shirt <laughs> he's in the right now he's holding the mic <laughs> but so we come to the end of the show unless you guys have any other notes you wanted to say before we end mm. i still giggle when red dragon eats the drawing just because Unfortunately, like, I, what sucks is I really can't give that scene its proper due just because all I see is fucking uh, Ray Fiennes eating it, <laughs> doing it. And I always laugh because he's like, in the movie, he's like eating it, right? And then this other, like, a, art assistant comes around the corner being like, hey, so-and-so, do you have this? And then she sees him eating it. And then all the camera sees is just Ray Fiennes running towards, towards the, the camera, camera. And the chick screams, ah! <laughs> So it's just the most funny, ridiculous thing to see Ring Fines run towards the camera. Like, he's gonna get me! But also that, uh, what was it, um, he was meaner in that scene in the movie. Because, like, he tased the woman, and, like, he obviously kills this other person. It's like, he doesn't... In the in Red Dragon, the movie, he tased her. He didn't knock no, her he out. No, he knocks her out. No, he tased her! No, he knocks her out. Let me see if I can find it. He knocks her out. Painting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here, okay, I found the scene. Pretty straight now. Hopefully it's not a music video. AMV. <laughs> oh, yeah, you knocked her out. Okay. I thought it was Keep showing her. Keep showing her, though. I want Celeste to see. <laughs> see, you know, I don't hate Ray, F- Ray Fiennes in this film. He does an okay job. I think he was playing too much the serial killer, not enough Francis. Yeah, like he was just. Plus, you also have to lay a little blame on director. 
I always find it's always an equal equal holding of the of the performance. Well, I also like the way Francis in the show eats it because he, he eats it more like it's meat. Okay, look, look at that. <laughs> the seed pop up. <laughs> So differently, imagine the direction on the day. Just run towards the camera. <laughs> Do it menacingly. Okay, but while I'm doing this, what was your favorite part of this? A favorite and least favorite, and why, Celeste? Mm, favorite. I like the little romance thing going between Reba and a dude. Yeah. Francis? Francis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, the reveal of, like, Bedelia's story with, like, his patient, mm. patient there, because, you know, they made you think that she actually killed him, but in reality, it was something completely different. Like, in a way, she still kind of killed him. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, a whole different story than what they made us believe. And my least favorite just... Hannibal starting his shenanigans again. Like, we finally put him in jail. <laughs> and he could still wreak havoc, right? Yeah. I did not appreciate this. I thought he's just... Just stay in there. Yeah. <laughs> Stop sprouting all that witchcraft. Stop ruining everybody's lives. Mm. All right. The person who directed Red Dragon was serial pervert and horrible man, Brett Ratner, who also directed X-Men The Last Stand, a.k.a. the worst X-Men of the, all mm. the movies. And he's also directed a bunch of terrible things. He also directed the horrible bosses, which I didn't mind, but... Ugh. But yeah, he's a terrible director. <laughs> Is he a pervert? Is he he's one pervert? of the accused? Yeah, he was accused. Uh, uh, yeah, because Warner Brothers totally threw him out. Because like once they found out he was, uh, was uh, seven women including Ellen Page, Olivia Munn, and Natasha Hentges accused Ratner of sexual misconduct and harassment, as well as following an actress into a bathroom without invitation and masturbating as another entered his trailer to deliver food. Yeah. Page has stated that Ratner outed her as gay at a cast and crew meet and greet for X Men. In the last hand, which made her feel violated. So fuck that guy. He also made the worst okay. version of Red Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't like Ralph Fiennes in that movie either. Like I used to when I was a young crazy like kid who was obsessed with the British. But yeah, like now I'm just well, like, you know, like half the time when you're younger watching those films, you just think they're they're kind of cool because also the the content and context of the whole film, you know, they're serial killer movies. So you're kind of like, yeah, this movie's cool and blah blah blah. It's like I'm badass. And then as you get older, you know, you learn more about life, and also as filmmakers, we learn more about. Uh, how to make a film, and then it's like, Ugh. I like this again. <laughs> but okay, so. JJ, what was your favorite and least favorite thing in this episode? You know what? I'm gonna have to agree with Celeste. I think my favorite are uh, the the stuff with uh, Reba and Francis because it's just so sweet and it's just and it's sexy too. I'm just like. <laughs> Well, I don't know if anyone else felt this way, but it captures the feeling of what it's like when you first um, have a relationship with someone. Yeah, it gives you that, that feeling in mm -hmm. your in your chest and your stomach where you like are nervous about like discovering this new thing, and it's like so fun. Oh, like the kissing scene where he was afraid of her touch at first, yeah. and then he like gave into the kiss. Yeah, so. like it just reminds me of like that feeling of when you want to want to kiss a new person, and you're just like you feel all the scared and the happy stuff. Yeah. It's I like really a like, high that yeah. you really really like. I really like how the how the how it made you feel that way. Like, mm -hmm. so good work for the show. I love that. Like, it gives you that feeling. <laughs> I know, right? It's just so precious. If you, you know, like, in, uh, you know, after being in a few relationships and now being with my husband, is I totally get a lot of those relationships. Like, way back in the day, I be, I hated romance, romance movies because I didn't, I'm like, 
Like, why is she mad? Why are you fighting? What's going on? Like, uh, P.S. I love you. I, f I totally get why she's mad at the beginning now. <laughs> I used to be like, why is she mad? But then, new context, being married and all this shit, I'm like, I know why she's mad. And she's justified. <laughs> and sometimes it takes life experience. Um, okay, I think least favorite. Um, that, that fucking word that Bedelia said. <laughs> Obfuscate? Obfuscate. Obf I can't, see, I already forgot how to yeah. say it. Obfuscate. 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 That word I hate. <laughs> we should do um, a, a laugh track or whatever um, to Red Dragon. We wa watch it and stuff. Because like, I, I don't think we would like Reba in the movie because Reba in the movie pales in comparison to Reba in the show. And I'm not just saying that because Reba in the movie is white. But like, Reba in the... I, like I really like the actress who plays Reba in the film. Like I really. But she didn't have anything to do. Yeah, like I really loved her in Angela's Ashes. Oh, she's she's so, she so good in that. Like so, I know she has great potential, but unfortunately, she didn't get to use it very much in Red Dragon. She's more or less just this little side character. Yeah, she's the one that they have to save. Like um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't put it past her. She did a lot of research on how to look and behave like a blind person, but like. And you don't really get to see too much other than her waving a stick around mm -hmm. and saying, this many steps to the door and this many steps to the blip. Though the scene, at, um, why well, I, I can't spoil it, but, but the scene mm -hmm. at the end of Red Dragon where she has to get out of someplace, mm -hmm. that was a cool use of it. I really like that scene. That was, yeah. Like, uh, good on her. Emily Watson, by the way. Oops, Emily sorry. Watson. Yeah, actually, Emily yeah. Watson's amazing. Okay, my favorite. Uh, again, I will have to agree, uh, Reba and Francis, because again, it sums up the feeling of falling in love with somebody and discovering this new person. Mm. It made me so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> But it must make you feel better after, you know, you know how it ends. So oh, I was like, eh. <laughs> It's not always but a fairy tale. It's, still, it's like, because I, I think people, I think that's why people love falling in love. That feeling, that euphoria of it. Mm. But it's still like, it, it's very cute. And I really like how their relationship progresses, like mm -hmm. in a normal rate. Like, I know we were saying that the show is moving so fast, but it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. And their yeah. relationship is so natural. I love that. My least favorite is probably Will... Going for the ex talk with Bedelia. It's like stay away from these people. Well, like, I know. Uh, like Will is digging his own grave. But I think it's just so telling of of Will. Like it really feels like like it'll show up again later in the show. <laughs> like it'll all come to a. It's like it took him three seasons to realize. Blah. So <laughs> it still feels like because we already know what's what's coming. Celeste doesn't, but you can feel it. Like. Come on, get on board, Will. <laughs> get on board. <laughs> you know, it's like, but he's still like, mm, get on the I wonder, bus. <laughs> I wonder about this. Hmm. I'm going to talk to Bedelia again about my feelings, but then, you know, blatantly, like, deny those feelings. You know, it's like, <laughs> just like, does your wife know how intimate you were? The point is, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but where can we find you on the interweb, Celeste? You can find me on Tumblr and Instagram at Satumwang, S-A-T-U-M-W-A-H. And you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as JJ Neeps, J-J-N-E-E-P-S, or you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me on Twitter as Honey underscore Child, on Tumblr as Honey dash Child, 
And you can send us an email at HannibalsHorniaBocci at gmail.com and find us on Tumblr and Instagram at HannibalsHorniaBocci. And we are also on Twitter at HHBocci, where I keep posting things that mass, Masthetics posts, which I love. I love that person, whoever they are. Like, they, like if you ha don't follow Masthetics on Twitter, they are amazing, so follow them right now. But anyway, we will be back next week with, what's the next episode? I cannot remember. The Beast from the Sea? I think it's from The, be the Beast from the Sea. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm supposed to be <laughs> I'm watching them, so that's how I should know better. But yes. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.